T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, this episode of Enough About Me is brought to you by HelloFresh. We thank them for supporting Enough About Me. Reserve, th- receive, reserve, receive, dummy, $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code Minahan30. Again, $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com, use the offer code Minahan30. The great people at HelloFresh, of course. Enough About Me is also brought to you by our great pals at Milton's. and Milton's, you'll be as comfortable in our stores as you'll be in our clothes, South Shore Plaza Braintree, where I go, Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill. Spring will be here before you know it. You need to go to Milton's to get your new spring clothes for work. Wedding season, by the way, you know. I mean, listen, it's February, it's March, whatever it is. It's March right now. Uh, wedding season is going to be here in like two days. You'll have, you'll have six weddings this summer. You'll be annoyed. You'll be, you'll be frustrated. Go to Milton's. They'll take care of you. Get that special occasion suit this weekend. They have their suit sale going on right now. Go to Milton's, the store for men. Okay, back at enough about me. This will be episode number something. I'm going to look that up right now. Might be episode number 80. Is that possible? <clears throat> Let's see. Everyone's favorite part is when I do this. Is it bad that I don't subscribe to my own podcast right now? Where is it? Oh, here it is. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it'll be episode 80. Another mailbag. <clears throat> We're actually taping one with Howard Kurtz tomorrow. He's a CNN, the former CNN, now Fox uh uh, media critic. So we're going to talk to him about his new book about the Trump uh, administration, the media coverage of Trump, which I'm in the middle of and I really enjoy. And then next week, I'm going to tape a podcast with the uh, uh, another podcast host. This is Dis- Disgraceland. Disgraceland. Looking at these sort of murders in music. Jerry Lee Lewis, Sid Vicious, Sam Cooke. It is really good. I listened to the first two and I was in Florida running two days back to back. I was blown away. The Jerry Lee Lewis one especially is unbelievable. So we're going to bring in and talk to the guy running that. I don't have his name in front of me. We're going to tape that next week. So we have a whole bunch of content for you guys here <clears throat> over the next two weeks. So I figured I'd come in today, give you guys a quick uh, mailbag one. I got about 400 responses. So we're going to give a, a couple responses to this. Get out of here. Give you about a half hour, 35 minutes or so. You can listen to it driving, you know, going, going for a run, whatever. Again, I know we've been a little derelict in duty here the last month. It's been a little busy around the station, but now I'm locked in, loaded, ready to go. You get three podcasts here in the next two weeks. Or so I'm going to give you three in the next, like, ten days uh, to satisfy you guys. So let's get going. I, I tweeted out a couple of days ago, taping a mailbag podcast, Fire Away. This should be fun, given everything that's going on. And I got a lot of responses. We'll start with this one. Uh, in an imaginary world where, again, it's all basically all about the show and the, the casting couch, where Tangway is committed to the show 100%, would you prefer him over Mutt as a permanent host? That's actually a really good question. Uh, so I've had Mutt in. <clears throat> so Jerry's been out. And I'll give you a quick Jerry update. Um, so obviously Jerry was sick 10 years ago, had cancer. Uh, and once in a while, this happened 18 months or so ago, his voice kind of went out. It was bad for a couple of days, came back, and then he was fine. So I'd say, I'm not sure how, back, how far back this one goes. Maybe three weeks? His voice started sounding a little scratchy. My voice does, by the way, <clears throat> as well. Also, I'm tipping this right for the third show in a row here this week. Uh, <clears throat> so it started sounding worse and worse. The Super Bowl sounded really bad. Took some time off. And he gets these these injections into his vocal cord. He got one set of them. And uh, I think he has every three weeks he's going to do it for, I don't know, five sessions or something. 
Uh, when he comes back on, he'll be he'll give you a better answer. And they're supposed to rejuvenate. It's worked in the past, I guess. Did not really work this time, but the, the doctor said, don't worry about, you know, we kind of have to go through the whole session and get rest. Rest your voice and hydrate. Didn't really rest his voice that much. Went back down to four miles and struggled. So I think the, the decision with Jerry and management was, you know, take a week off, relax, come back, and you should be okay. So I think he's going to be okay uh, going forward. So I wouldn't worry about Jerry. Next week he'll be back. He'll be fine. Uh, 100% committed Tangway versus 100% committed Mutt. I, I can't even imagine 100% committed Tangway. Tangway just doesn't want him to do it. When Tangway's at his best, and for an hour or two today he was, the show's great. I thought the show today was great with Tangway. Um, and I thought the show Monday with Mutt was fun. Thursday and Friday will be good too. 100% committed Tangway versus 100% committed Mutt. Hmm. I'd probably go Tangway. Slight Tangway over Mutt. But I, but but it's almost like it's imaginary because Mutt is committed 100%. Tangway will never be. It, it never will be that case. Uh, okay. <clears throat> A bunch of these. Whatever happened to Tomasi? Why is Tomasi gone? What happened with Tomasi? I just say, you know, I think this is a show decision. <clears throat> I think the midday show actually is angrier at Tomasi than we are. I think loyalty matters, and I think Tomasi is not loyal to the show. He's a good writer. He's a good guy. And not only Tomasi is that comfortable with the show either. I think there's issues, um, and I and I think he's a trigger for more stuff that's just a waste of our time, you know. And I I don't really feel like participating in that right now. Uh, so you know, I, and I talked to John after uh, we had the the training on that Friday. We had a good conversation. I like him and everything. I think he's good in the radio. But I think right now, not because of any edicts or anything, but I think right now with Tomasi, he was not that great the last couple of times on anyway. I think a pause right now is best for everybody involved before it gets so angry, so crazy that the stuff you just can't come back from. So right now, I think we put uh, Tomasi on the bench for a while. Uh, in the pod, Another question, in the podcast with your brothers, it seemed like you guys got along pretty well. Can you talk about why your brothers aren't getting along with each other lately? What is the main cause of the friction? Where do you stand on it? Boy, that's a novel right there. I'm actually having dinner with both my brothers tonight. Um, <clears throat> you know what you we've I've talked about this. I'm sure in these situations where there is death and both your parents die, I guess it's even worse. Obviously, is tension that existed before gets moved away for a couple of years. Like when both my parents were sick for those two years, I think we kind of said we're going to put this friction away. We're going to put it to the side and not address it. So when you do that, two things happen. One is it, it works for what you're trying to do, which is trying, you know, get to chemo, get to the doctor's appointment. Uh, uh, you're the one who sleeps over. You're the one that gives them a ride to this one. You go to the CVS to pick this up. You go for the blood count. You go for the hydration. You do this. You do that. <clears throat> you know, that that part of it, you're kind of all in together. But the stuff that pisses you off about each other just builds and is kind of put away, but it's bubbling, bubbling, and it just kind of bursts. And like all this stuff, I mean, financial stuff was a big factor. There were things done that, you know, again, that 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 that, that didn't thrill my brother, didn't thrill me, and we addressed it. We had a conversation, um, and I think, you know, I just think it's just the way it's going to be going forward. One of my brothers is going to move, I think, to Oregon next summer, probably. So with that, he kind of goes, and then, you know, my other brother is uh, <clears throat> going to stay around, but it's going to, you know, you'll see him less and less than you did before. So that's kind of the way it is right now. Where I stand on it is, you know. <clears throat> I just think it's unfortunate it happened. I wish it didn't happen. It wasn't worth it. It was not worth all the long-term aggravation. <clears throat> it just wasn't worth it. And it's upsetting. Like I said, it's upsetting when your entire, that part of your life, the family you grew up with is gone. It's just sort of, you know. And we'll see each other like tonight. We'll have a good time at dinner. We'll laugh. But there's definitely, you know, tension in the air. 
<clears throat> which is, again, they were both great over the last couple of years. My parents, they both did a fantastic job. So, you know, that part of it, <clears throat> you know, we'll always remember. But it's a shame that it wound up like this. But, you know, <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying to get this fucking thing in my throat. The shame of it is, is no matter what, it seems to me when I talk to people, uh, they always say, listen, this happens. This just happens in the life of uh, uh, wills and trusts and money. And it's inept. It's just, you know, people feel like they're valued less than somebody else or somebody feels like they're being lied to. Or you feel, And it just leads to, you know, you're not really fighting about, you know, like I always say, you're not fighting about the fucking couch. You're fighting about something else. And using the couch as an example or, or you know, <clears throat> as a reason to do it. Uh, why not Ken Laird or Chris Curtis on the couch one day? I'd be for that, by the way. <clears throat> I've advocated that when Jerry and I are gone this summer, we should let Ken and Chris host for a day or two. They should fill in. They do a good job on that podcast. They have good chemistry. They're familiar with the show. They understand the stuff. The, you know, the, Losing Ken, the sound guy, is an issue. But I'd give him a shot. Why not? Yes, I'm absolutely with that. Uh, hmm. Yeah, these, these pages are not great. <clears throat> Somebody wants to know why Trendy sounds like Eric Cartman when she calls him, which I didn't realize, <clears throat> which obviously is what it is, by the way, being a huge South Park fan, particularly like at the early stages of it. When I'm doing Trendy, I didn't even realize I was doing that, but clearly when you hear it, it's obviously me doing Eric Cartman doing Trendy. Like, you know, like, I got a lifetime out. Like, Cartman says words when he gets in that thing where he does his words don't make any sense. And, and I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I was ripping him off totally. Like, I'll be Trendy and I'll be like, you know, like by the end of it, like it's just it's so fucking stupid. But that's totally Carmen. Uh so yes, that is that is a total ripoff. Uh, and by the way, like that's sort of whatever. I'm not going to get into the whole trendy thing right now. There's a bunch of trendy questions uh, that I'll get to. On a scale of one to ten, how miserable you are? How rate how miserable you are at swim meets between case races? I put you at a solid eight point six. I think this guy, Jeremy, who asked this question may be a swim parent. And what I see is at these, at these swim meets, and it's a weird scene. It's a weird fucking scene. So you go to the swim meets. You go in. <clears throat> so let's say Kate has one. <clears throat> it's a, she has some at Brown University. So we'll actually stay up there the night before sometimes at Brown because I don't feel like getting up at 4 on a Saturday. wake up at 4 all week. So she has to be on deck, they call it, at 7.15. You warm up for like an hour and a half before your race. So I drop her off at 7.15. I get to go for a run then. I'll get a hot chocolate or whatever. I'm fine. Have a paper. I'll read something. No problem. The race starts. So it say it's from 8.45, the race is till 1 o'clock. She'll have four races, and it'll be like heats 2, 16, 26, 34. <clears throat> so, you know, she races for four races in total, probably five and a half minutes over five hours. So what he's saying is, what do you do the hour and a half between? Some of these fucking parents just sit there. Like, I, I, just, I go for walks. I'll go for maybe another small run. I'll go find a bookstore. Sometimes I have an hour and a half to kill. Like, these parents who sit there, it's fucking mind-boggling to me. And these swim parents, by the way, are as fucking psychotic as hockey parents or baseball parents or basketball parents. They are fucking crazy. They have their race sheets. They yell. They scream. They yell at their kids. Fucking crazy scene. <clears throat> so there you go. Uh, Jason asks, can you explain to me, like a two-year-old, the real unbiased way ratings are interpreted? I don't understand how both shows claim first place all the time. Well, neither do I. I'd say it's 25-54 seems to be the standard that we have males. That's how we're judged. That's how we're rated. Um, Where it gets complicated, I think, I guess. Jesus Christ, this is annoying me. Is, you know, uh, they count their streaming. We count our streaming. Um, We have a weaker state signal in the Providence area. 
So we have a rating. The listeners in, say, Norwood or Canton or wherever listen to the Providence station uh, instead of us. So my reasoning is always, well, they'd clearly be listening to us. So that's that's our rating. That's not, I'm not counting our actual Providence rating. I'm counting our Providence rating in Norwood or in Canton. Those are people who listen to us who live there or Stoughton where the signal's not as great. So that's what I look at. So, I mean, <clears throat> you know, and again, the Touch and Rich could say from 18 to 34, we beat them. Or we could say from 34 to 54, we beat them. 25 to 54 is the standard. And the last four books, we have won. You know, they won some before. They may win some after. We may win some after. But 25 to 54 is the standard. That's how you do it. 25, 54 males, their stream accounts, our stream accounts, our Providence rating in Boston counts. In Boston market, not in Providence. It's not count at all. TV ratings don't count. Streaming, uh, you know, whatever. That, 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 you know, that part of it doesn't count. It is core 25, 54 male. You can, <clears throat> you know, you can spin it any way you want. Uh, Jerry wants me, not Jerry Callahan, wants me to do a podcast with Greg Dickerson so we can get some real backstabbing stories of Tangway back in the day. I saw, I, I thought of this. I saw Dickerson tweet this out yesterday. He'd be willing to do a podcast with somebody to talk about his mental illness and the way that the companies he's worked for have uh, cost him his job because of that. So yes, that will happen. I would be welcome. I would welcome Dickerson in any time. I like Dickerson. I actually think he's good on the air. Um, I think you know, and it's probably in no small part due to the struggles he's had mentally, but he's not reliable. And reliability uh, is first. It's fucking, I rank it above talent, especially at six in the morning. Like, if I don't know you're coming in and it's just me and you, you're filling in for Jerry, you're filling in for me with Jerry, and you say you have a flat tire two or three times and out of six you say you can't come in, you're fucking gone. I mean, it's, I feel bad for you, but that's that. we just can't do that here. You know, you can't call somebody, you know, <clears throat> the midday guys, let's say Lou can't do the show tomorrow. You know, Paul's cold calling guys at 8.30. You're going to get somebody. You're cold calling guys at 4.30. Chances are you're not getting somebody. Uh, somebody wants to know why I don't call Trendy out for a self-obsessed cry for attention, posting of everything she ever does. It was Jerry Wood double standard. I don't think you've been listening to the show lately. We do plenty of that. We do plenty of that. <clears throat> uh, let's see. So many, this is, I'm, you hear me going through pages of stuff. Uh, does WEI have control over your podcast? Mike wants to know. I mean, it's a it's a question I don't really have an answer to. They have they've never said anything to me about any content at all. Uh, I can have any guest I want on, to my knowledge. I don't think they've ever edited anything out of my podcast. I don't listen to the podcast when I'm on. I don't think they have. Nobody's ever given me that Twitter feedback. I mean, <clears throat> you know, if I wanted to have on uh, Brian McGorry, the, the editor of the Globe on right now and then wanted to ask him every question I wanted to ask him do I think people in management have an issue with that yes but if he said he'd come on would I fight to have him on you fucking goddamn fucking right I would so yeah that might be an issue but they have control over the podcast they have control over the podcast in that it's under their umbrella I guess but they have left me totally completely alone 5,000% no issue uh hmm do any of uh, this is uh, I don't know who this is. Do any of the people that came over from the merger struggle to understand what your show is about? Why it is successful? Sure, yes, absolutely. I think you know Mark Hannon, who is the uh, general manager here now. I said in the air the other day, I like him. He's a nice guy. I think he likes me, but I don't think he likes my. I don't think he appreciates or, or, or maybe he's right. Doesn't view me as a great radio talent. And that, that, by the way, that is you know perfectly reasonable. I don't have an issue with that. I don't think he understands. Why we've been successful. I don't think he likes the navel gazing. I don't think he likes the gossip. I don't think he likes the bullshitting. 
you know, he's been over at a station where they take Felger and Mass, for example, have been very successful doing none of that stuff. So I think he looks at that and says, well, why can't you do that? What he doesn't understand, I don't think, is by doing that, we are repudiating everything our show has been so far. Like Mike and, and Tony can do that because that's who they are. That's not who we are. By doing that, we'd basically be saying everything we've done the last couple of years is fake, and it would sound fake anyway. But I think that's a dialogue that going back and forth, we'll try and figure it out. But yeah, I, I don't think he's, I, I, think, like, I think we get along fine. Like I said, he's a very nice guy. I just don't think he likes, it was up to him, I believe. I think he'd say, you know, what, we'll just get somebody else to do this and work with Jerry because Jerry would do that show if we tell him to do it. Like, get Mutt and Jerry. Like, I think he'd rather have that show. And, like, you know, like, do I think that'd be as good a show? Of course I don't. Do I, do I have a problem with him having that opinion? Absolutely not. That's, that's totally fine. I think it's crazy, but it's fine. <clears throat> I've teamed up with HelloFresh, and they are offering anyone in our audience $30. Anyone and everyone, 30 bucks off your first week of deliveries. You can go to HelloFresh.com. Use the offer code MINAHAN30. Choose your delivery day that works for you and pause for weeks if you're out of town. If you're on business or away on vacation or whatever, they'll pause for you. Everything comes pre-measured and labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. You get the veggie, the family, the classic. You get a variety of meat, fish, seasonal pro- uh, produce. I've enjoyed HelloFresh, no question. Again, I'm not a great cook, so it has to be simple for me. Like if everyone's away, like they went away for a couple of days before I was able, went down to Florida. So I was in charge. Instead of, you know, screwing up or ordering something I didn't like, I, went to, I had HelloFresh in front of me. I made it. It was perfect. Kate Minahan, by the way, loves to cook. She loves HelloFresh. The kids love it as well. It's simple. The benefit is easy, easy to cook. It's delicious. Balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. You can't beat it. You have the burger with the tomato onion jam. You have the uh, lobster ravioli if you want. The kid-tested recipes. Again, easy-peasy ravioli. That's the Harry Minahan special spinach as well. Can't beat it. It's convenient. Recipes are great. Two full-time registered dietitians on staff. They'll take a look at it for you. So it's healthy. It's delicious. And the price is great. You cannot beat it. Go to HelloFresh and get it done. When you go to HelloFresh.com, again, use the offer code MINAHAN30. I think we, all right, we handled Tomasi. We all know that Howard Stern was a big influence on your career, but what are your thoughts on his rivals O&A, Opie Anthony? Uh, do you listen at all, or did you listen at all, or just Team Howard? You know, I never listened to Opie Anthony, ever. <clears throat> for all I know, they were great. For all I know, they were terrible. Uh, I was always a Stern guy. You know, I really was. I was never my, <clears throat> never my world. Uh, my world then was Stern, 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 far more than that. So I, I, I can't tell you anything. It's funny, all these other morning shows, you know, I didn't listen to Lauren and Wally. I didn't really listen to Maddie. Um, I didn't listen to ZLX. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I didn't listen a whole lot to um, to Imus. You know, I listened to John and Jerry. And I listened to Stern. You know, I listened to a lot more Stern than John and Jerry, to be sure. But those are the two shows <clears throat> that were definitely one and two shows I listened to. You know, I talked about taking a year off, and I got some questions about that. If, if I was going to take that year off, what would you do to fill your time? I, you know, I don't know that. I really don't. But man, you know, Tangway came in this morning, and everybody's got a tough job. I get it. My job's not that fucking tough. But <clears throat> Gary came in today, the second day in a row back to back. He's like, I'm not, you, 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 I'm, I'm tired all the time. That's what he said. And I said, I know, this is our life. Every morning getting up, you're in the shower at 4 30, and you're like, I'm going to be funny or try to be funny in 90 minutes at six in the morning. How funny are you at six in the morning usually? You know, you're joking around, you're jumping up and down, you're yelling, you're screaming. So every day, but then you go and the show starts and you do it and you feel great, and then the show ends, you're tired again. So, you know, I'd miss the show, but what would I do? I'd spend a lot. I, I would like to watch my kids get in the school bus. I'd like to pick them up at the end of the day. I'd like to do stuff with them, which I do, but more of it. I'd like to be able to go for a run in the morning. I'd like to watch some TV. I'd like to read. I'd like to maybe write some more. Maybe do something else. I, I have no idea. I'd like to find out, but that's not going to happen. You know, I'm, not, I, I'm sticking around until they get rid of me. They're stuck with me right now. <clears throat> uh, hmm. 
so many pages where it's just, I'm just not into it. Somebody wants to know how many real friends I have. <clears throat> how many real friends I have? Well, that's a great question. I think when you get older, I don't know about you guys, but when you get older, let's say some people listening are my age, early 40s. I'm getting closer to my mid-40s. I feel like you lose a friend or so every year or two. Like somebody you consider a real friend. When I was 25, I'd say I had 20 real friends. When I was 35, I'd say I had 12 or 14. Now I'd say I have six or eight. My real friends of my life outside my family, my wife, my family, my family. <clears throat> real friends of my life are, you know, uh, my buddy Jim. Like real, real. We're talking real, real friends. Jim, uh, Rob Bradford, Jerry, Mutt. This is sad. This is fucking pathetic. I'm talking like friends, 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 friends. Uh, my buddy Riley, I worked with in California. <clears throat> um, you know, that's really it. I'm, I'm talking like guys, guys, guys who I, you know, who, who I consider, you know, like super close friends. Again, outside of family. Unless I'm missing some. I, mean, I have guys I'm friends with, guys who live in town. I see once a good guys. Uh, you know, uh <clears throat> High school friends, you know, I got still a couple of buddies. I got a buddy, Andy Nolan, I have lunch with every once in a while. Great guy, good friend. But, like, you know, when you get older and you have kids, you're not, you're not spending a lot of time doing that shit. You're just not. Like, that's not the way it works. It just isn't. <clears throat> and when you're at this job all the time, this job kind of swallows your, the rest of your life. The people who are in that and are on your side become your friends. You know, that's, <clears throat> that's kind of how it works. I, I don't feel like I'm missing anybody. If I am, you know, I feel like an asshole. I'm just I'm just trying to think. <clears throat> Tangway, you know, I guess, but not even quite to the level of those guys. I would say no. I'd say those are the core four or five guys. Yeah, I would say that. All right, let's see. What else here? <clears throat> when your parents' will is all settled, <laughs> man, people know stuff. Do you think you'll maintain a relationship with your brothers? Hmm. Uh yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yes, no, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, listen, we've, the worst, the worst has already happened. So I don't think it's going to get any worse than it's been. So, yes, I, I do think so. Secondly, he asked, do you think Mutt really likes you or do you think he needs you to maintain employment? I think he, we, Mutt liked me far before uh, I became whatever I am now. We've been friends for almost 10 years, close friends. We talk every day. That's not going to change. Finally, do you see Jerry slipping in a meteoric rate like I do? Thanks. Yes, I do. The third part is yes, absolutely. Uh, Brian Smithers wants to know when I pick my nose in the car driving, where do I put it? Very easy. I don't care if it's 110 degrees or 10 degrees. Everybody does the same thing. Although I think some people actually flick it in the car. I put the window down if it's cold. I'd say three fingers deep so I can get the finger out. I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll pick one right now. I'll get a little one. Oh, I got <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I got it. So I actually got my pinky. Oh, okay. So yeah, actually the, the pinky, right. So I kind of put the pinky flat out, kind of stick it out and then do the flick. Boom, flick. That's, yeah, everybody. Don't leave in your car. That's fucking gross. Although, of course, the, the, the thing is, some of them are just so fucking hard to shake. I guess some of them are stuck on my finger for like 10 minutes. But yeah, it's a flick out the window. No question. Uh, let's see. Hmm. How serious have the talks been with Portnoy at Barstool? Do you think it'd fit in or do you think the crowd is too young and I'm into radio? Seriously, give you freedom, but would you like it? Well, you know, again, I'm not going anywhere, but I talked to Dave a couple of times. We had good conversations. Uh, if I didn't have a job, I would go to Barstool Sports. I'd be happy to do it. I think I'd fit in fine. I don't know. You know, <clears throat> so when I was at the Super Bowl, and I did the Barstool show there. I was amazed. Not amazed at the loyalty, because I get the Barstool loyalty. 
but it was a Minnesota crowd packed in the middle of the day, a weekday, with, with, with people. And you know what surprised me was, obviously it's a young crowd, but there were guys my age and plenty of people who liked me and knew who I was, which surprised me too. So yeah, it's a younger crowd, but I think I'd fit in fine. You know, absolutely not a problem. I, don't, I, I would, I'd be, you know, serious would give me freedom. It's true. I like it. I think, I think I would love to be able to say whatever the fuck I wanted all the time. What I would miss is the localized part of it. Like I'm a Boston guy. I've lived here, you know, 95% of my life. I'm from here. I care about the issues here. Going to Barstool and talking about national stuff, like, I, I'll be honest, for instance, I don't give a fuck about this college basketball thing with Sean. I don't care. I, it doesn't, I couldn't do four minutes on it. Not, 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 not authentically. I don't care about it. Like, I don't care about LeBron James talking about college basketball, the rights. I don't care about, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Pick your national story. I don't care about, you know, college football. I don't. And, you know, on that shit, on, the, uh, on those shows, you got to do that shit. You have to. I don't care about, you know, <clears throat> the uh, NHL trade deadline. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't care. You got to do stuff like that. So, yeah, that would be, that part of it would be a concern for me. All right, let me see here. What else we got? Ah, man, so many pages of this stuff. Sorry, I'm going to actually open it up now because some of it I can't. Uh, <clears throat> Brad says, management down your throats, casting coach falling apart. Ken could leave at any moment. Best sounds the guy the station's ever had. I agree. Is this the most vulnerable KNC has ever been? So obviously a bunch of questions were, were about that in that vein. Here's the state of the Kirk and Callahan show. <clears throat> um, we had a, uh, I've had confrontations with people in upper management the last few weeks. They're frustrated with some of the things we do at the show. Um, I think I was blamed, and it wasn't fair, I think, for some of the indiscretions of others at the station. I think I take a lot of the heat for that. Now, with success comes that, and I can accept that. Um, I think sometimes we're treated like children a little bit, which can be frustrating. And I think we are sort of not... The communication has been an issue. Uh, But, you know, we're not going to change our show. That is not going to happen. It's just we've been too successful. And the people who like our show would leave. And if you listen to the show this week, like today, for instance, with Gary... Sound like a, a typical Kirk and Callahan show. We had fun. We did stupid shit. We had fun with the Marjorie Egan sound. We're fine. I would totally cop to last week in Fort Myers. Absolutely cop to. I didn't know what the fuck. I didn't know which way was up. I didn't know what we could do. Didn't know what could, we could say. I could tell Jerry was feeling the same way. There was frustration. There was looming. There was texts. There was don't do this. There was don't do that. That has not been the case this week. So, it, you know, if you said the Kirk and Callahan show, which most of these questions came from last week in Fort Myers, you're right. I think that was a compromise show. We have figured it out. That's not going to be the case going forward. We're okay. It took a week, and I knew it would. I mean, we, we know when we talked, I talked to Ken and Chris and Jerry and these guys, and we said, this is going to be weird for a week or two, and then we're going to figure it out. We'll be fine. And we figured it out, and now we're fine. We're fine going forward. I, if you're a fan of the show, if you listen the last couple of days, I think you know we're going to be fine. Uh, if you listen a week ago, I can understand. I was not happy. I was confused. Um, we thought things were okay. They were told they weren't okay. There was some segment where I was like, you got to, I mean, really? This is real. Like, this is the world now? Because if this is the world now, then we got to figure something out. Like, we got to let us go. And I think they said, no, you know, you're right. There's a middle ground here. There's some. And I think since then, it's been okay. It really has. Like, this week has been totally fine. There's been, there's, there were things last week in Fort Myers. I will always think of this week now. There were things where I said, uh, I don't know if we can do this, which I had never said before. Uh, this week is not the case. That has not presented itself. When it does, and we're in that, I'm going to let you know about it. But I don't think that's going to happen 
going forward. Now, we talked about Reamer, and they said you can't take phone calls not this week. Do I care if we can't take two or three phone calls now, Alex Reamer? Not really. But I would say the week before that, the week before that, I would say it was an issue. A week before that, I don't think we would be able to play the Reamer sound at all. So I think that part of it, like I think they've said, okay, obviously we need some flexibility here. We can't let this show not be the show that's been such a success for the station. So I think there's been, on their end, some, some flexibility I think they've understood. So I think it's going to be okay. But yeah, if I was doing this mailbag a week ago, I wouldn't have done it. That's kind of part of the reason why I didn't do one last week. I was thinking of doing a mailbag, but I would have just been fucking lying. Either that or I would have lost my fucking mind because I would have said, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'd say like last week, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday-ish, those three days in particular, I was like, I, I literally don't know how I can do this anymore and have it be successful and entertaining at all. Like, I don't understand how I'm going to do it. But now I'm okay. And, and But, you know, it, it doesn't help this, this shit going on, too. There's nothing going on. But when things are at their, their, their hottest like that, and that's one thing I think versus like two or three years ago where I would just say, fuck, I quit, fuck you, take calls, tell me how fucking great I am. Now I'm able to say, okay, okay. Like, the show's important, each show's important, but, like, there's a bigger picture here. There's two things going on here. Let's relax, let's take a deep breath, let's let everybody have their day, and then is it worth it right now to damage things even more and go fucking nuclear where you can't get to the point of returning, and then the show's gone. Like, you really want the show gone, then it's gone. As opposed to saying, all right, let's be adults about this, let's figure it out, and then let's get back to the show we're going to be. And I think we've done that. And I think, you know, two years ago, for sure, I wouldn't be able to do that. A year ago, I don't think I'd be able to do that. But I do think with time... And with understanding that that there's a whole process to this thing, I think once you get to that point, you know you're then able to figure it out. And I think we're able to. I think I'm able to figure it out. But yeah, last week, man, was a fucking weird, 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 weird week on a couple of levels. Number one, we didn't know what was going on. We just had some some strange shit. We had some weird back and forth. There was some heat. There was some contention. Obviously, Jerry's voice was an issue. Obviously, our relationship with the Red Sox was an issue. Um. Obviously, no. We had no third person in. Essentially, without with Jerry struggling, uh, we're away. We're in a remote. Um, there's not a lot going on. So there's this sort of you know accumulation of shit where you're like you know I, I think if this had been like in, in September October it would have been weird. Still, we would have been powered through because we had two or three Patriot stories and we had done some other dumb shit. But I think we were both in shitty moods too, and I think that that triggered it. But I'm I'm telling you honestly. You know, I, I, I tell you, if, I mean, just telling you about last week enough, I think you should know I'm, I'm, I'm being straight with you here. I'm fine now. A week ago, if we had done this, I, I, I would would not have been fine. Right now, totally fine. The Kirk Callan show is going to be fine going forward. Jerry will be back next week. His voice will be good. And we'll figure it out whether it's Mutt full-time, whether it's Mutt, Tangway, somebody else. Whether We're, we're going to, that part of it I'm not concerned about. We're going to figure that out. Uh, let me see. Whoa, when is the Harry WrestleMania preview? Excellent question. WrestleMania, as Harry tells me every time, is the second weekend, I think, in April. So we'll come in. Harry and I are going to the WWE show Friday, March 30th, I want to say is what it is, at the Boston Guard. I think we're going to come in before that show in here and tape a live wrestling podcast that day for WrestleMania. Big WrestleMania, big fat fucking WrestleMania preview with Harry Minahan. So get ready for that that day. I will take one or two more. Because my voice is starting to feel a little scratchy. I really can't deal with that. Hmm. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, 
<laughs> all right. You see, it's all like bar stool. It's all, you know. Can you, can you please put back? This, I was worrying about this. Can you please put back the first 30 episodes of Enough About Me? I need to hear the good ones like Shank and Maddie Siegel. I don't know. Maybe you guys know better than me. Why does this happen? Why does this happen with um? Why does this happen with these uh, with these uh, with these podcasts? Like they're all gone now. I, I'm with you. I want them all up there. I'll, I'll talk to Ken or, or Carl Samozzi, one of these guys who runs this podcast end of it. And I, I'll get some answer. I don't have any articulation on that. I don't know why that happens. I'm with you because I, you know, I, I was looking at them the other day and I said, well, "Where's like the where's the where's the Hoppick one? Where's right? Where's Maddie Siegel? Where's Artie Lang?" Well, and hopefully they'll get back up there. You could probably find them. I would guess. I don't know this. You could probably find them on WEI. Dot com probably I have no idea. If you want to take a look there, you can take a look there. I I, I don't have an answer for you uh, on that one. <clears throat> All right, one or two more. But that's a good question. Yeah, I I, I don't understand that either. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Sorry. Do you really never want to meet your fans? Some guy asks me. Fans? They're not fans, first of all. Listeners, I don't mind. They're all great. They're, when you meet them, they couldn't be nicer. I was coming back from the flight the other day, and two or three of them came by. Uh, they're, they're great. They're great. And they're, and they're so, I'll say this, like, <clears throat> you know, you learn uh, over a few months ago what's happened the past few weeks. The people who love our show, we have, in Portnoy would d- disagree, we have the most loyal fan base going. Our show is, our listeners are fucking insanely loyal. They have our backs. They'll fight for us. When we ask them to do something, they'll do it. They'll do something on their own. They have our backs. They know, like even last week I could tell they were like, you know, let's give these fucking assholes a break. They're trying to figure shit out. Now, if we were acted like that for three or four weeks, they'd probably eventually say, we got to go find something else. But they are loyal right now, which I do appreciate. And, you know, the fucking unbelievable. So when you meet them and they say they love the show, they listen every day, you, you got to fucking, I mean, what are you going to do? You got to be nice to them. They're great. Our listeners are awesome. Fucking morons, but they're great. <clears throat> After an incredible run, I'm speculating that Jerry's run on the KNC show may be coming to an end. So push to get Mother's a permanent third host, really an audition for Jerry's replacement. If not, what do you predict happens with the show when Jerry retires? I don't get that sense uh, at all, as a matter of fact. I think Jerry will be around for a while. Um, <clears throat> somebody else asks, it seems if Jerry Callen has become exhausted with the constant fighting with management and clashing of what the show should be. When it comes down to it, whose side is he on? Is he Cup or Callahan or a Minifin? That is the ultimate question. And Jerry is a survivor. So if they kicked me out, Jerry would do a show with Mutt. He'd talk about the Red Sox and the Patriots if they told him to, play ball and cash his checks. That is not a criticism. That is a compliment. That is how you survive and make money for your family. I wish I had that instinct. Uh, I do not. So I, I, but I, do, I, do I think he wishes, do I think Jerry down deep wishes we were more of the corporate Callahan show? Maybe sometimes. I think, I think last week, I think last week we were both like, just fuck it. Fuck this. But I think he's okay now. He's on board. He knows what works. He knows good radio better than anybody. And it's working. It's going to continue to work. The show is going to continue to be great. Midday guys have got their thing going. Uh, we have a show in the afternoon. So it's going to be absolutely fine going forward. All right. That's it. I, you know, I'm going to give you 40 minutes today. I can't. My voice is, is obviously getting near uh, Shitsville here right now, which is frustrating. <sighs> Any chance of doing a podcast in the future with Mikey Adams? Absolutely. We've reached out to Mikey several times. I, you know. I don't know if Mikey's still working in New Hampshire. I'm not sure what's going on. Would love to have Mikey on. If Mikey wants to come on and do the podcast anytime he wants to come on, uh, it is it is absolutely open. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, look, you know, I, I think Mikey thinks like I had something to do with him leaving. I, I, I can assure you I did not. I had nothing to do with that. Zero to do with uh, to do with Mikey leaving. 
<clears throat> uh, okay, one more and we'll get going. You see, you get all these questions, but it's all the same. Right, but Trenny, Tomasi, you know, Mutt, you know, that's okay, I guess. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, hmm. Now, I have a bunch of questions about sensitivity training. What's the best part of sensitivity training? I've talked about sensitivity training. I had no problem with it. I think people wanted me to be like, fuck this, fuck that. But no, like, it's fine. You go in. You know, people talk, you have a reasonable discussion, and you get out of there. Like, there was, you know, the, the way it was set up was they were going to kind of tell us, all right, these are the things you can say and can't say on the radio, which we all knew. We did it. That was part of the deal. And then we're going to have an honest dialogue between all the shows, which we had. And I think the afternoon show was sick of me, you know, being critical of them, and they let me hear about it. And I went back at them, and we had a good, honest discussion, which is great. I, I Like, hiding that to me is weird. Like, you're not hiding anything. It was a good conversation. I enjoyed being part of it. I don't mind when everyone in the room is turned in, turning at me and saying, all right, this is about you. That's okay. That's part of it. I had no problem with it whatsoever. I was not thrilled with Mike Florio being on all day. Again, we get paid for ratings, and I don't think that was a good rate ratings day, but that was a decision management made. I mean, what are you going to do? They're in charge. They make those calls. The big boss made that call. So that's the way it was. I had no problem with it. I had no problem with the one we did a few months ago with uh, the, the people from the transgender community. I actually enjoyed that. I actually thought that was pretty interesting conversation. That would have been a great uh, podcast, actually, as, by the way, with all the shows, would have been one of the great podcasts ever, but I had no problem with it. You know, you can, I can lie and say, like, I, I pouted the whole time. I didn't. People had things to say. They had things they wanted to say to me. They said them. They had their moment. So there you go. All right. So uh, that's the Mailbag Podcast. Uh, we have Howard Kurtz on Next week or the week after, this Disgrace Land podcast, Jake, I want to say Jake Brennan is his name. Uh, he's the, Listen to that, by the way, <clears throat> before I have him on. Listen to the first couple ones. They're really good. Uh, and again, show will be fine. We have uh, Kurtz on. We have this. We have this. So we have, you, know, you might get three in like the next two weeks. I think I feel like I owe you guys a couple. We'll, we're going to continue this going forward, uh, you know, and uh, continue to work on the podcast. Enough about me. Brought to you this week by HelloFresh, as I said, and our great friends at Milton's. That's enough about me, episode something. I think it's episode 80. Come up on episode 100. Uh, but we have some interesting ideas, some good guests going forward. Almost, I, I do want to, it's a big, you know, uh, when I started doing this, I really do want to do one of these three or four parters and sort of dig deep into an issue. The original thing I wanted to do when I pitched this is I wanted to do sort of the Reggie Lewis death. You know, it's going to be 25 years, I believe this year, if that's correct. Uh, and, you know, it's still to me sort of one of the great unsolved, untalked about things in Boston. We don't really know what happened. And I kind of want to do a three-parter on that, talking to the doctors and to the lawyers and to teammates and the people and to find out what exactly was going on. In the perfect world, I'd like to do that this summer, uh, but that takes some digging. And, but I, I'd like to do it. I'd like to get to work on that. I have some other uh, sort of serial ones in mind uh, here going forward. So again, that's enough about me podcast. By the way, any suggestions you want at Kirkman, anytime you want, any podcast guest ideas, any podcast thoughts, ideas, any criticism, let me know, let Ken know, let Chris know. Uh, and we'll continue to get to work on it. Back uh, with Howard Kurtz. I'm gonna, I think we're going to go back-to-back weeks. We haven't done that in a while. I feel like I owe you two in two weeks. We, we've kind of been slacking lately. Uh, and then we'll have another one a couple weeks after that. Uh, and again, any ideas going forward, let me know. Uh, it's enough about me podcast episode number something. I don't know, whatever the fuck it is. 76.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.